everybody isn't the lord good today isn't he just absolutely wonderful and fantastic you know we thank the lord for you joining and listening in again or downloading uh this podcast it's the re-image podcast i'm your host stephen Steele, and as always it is a pleasure to be able to be on the digital airwaves here to share the word of the Lord with you and the things that God has put on our hearts to share with you during this podcast. And, you know, I don't know uh, how your week has been so far. I don't know if you're like many others who have had to come back into the office to work uh, and how you may be feeling dealing with that. If you're praying, praying in the spirit, (laughs) if you're stressed out about it, but if you are, you can remember this, you can cast your cares onto the Lord because he cares for us so uh, whatever it is then it doesn't really matter you can just throw your hands up anywhere and give God a praise and let the joy of the Lord which is our strength overtake you and help you get through whatever it is that you're getting through just know that God is an ever-present help and he is available to help you in your time of need so I thank God today I thank God that I love my life with him as that's my beautiful wife, Monisha Steele, off of her LP, Pieces of My Heart. And uh, I love my life with them through the ups, the good, the bad. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, The you may have heard people sing the, the old song, say, I've had some good days and I've had some bad days. And you know what, though, truly, my even on my bad days, I'm telling you what, they outweigh everything else when we have the Lord with us. So I just thank God today for his love. I thank God today for his peace. I thank God for you all today. And I just thank God that he is with us and that he is helping us and that he is comforting us and that he's given us more importantly his word so and because he has given us his word we can take comfort in knowing that there is no problem nor situation that he is not made aware of or where we are not able to come to him or rely on him because of any situation that we face today. So before we get started, as always, let us go in and have a word of prayer. Father, today in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you and we praise you today, God. We thank you, God, for another beautiful day. We thank you, Lord, for those that are going to download this, listen in, oh God, continuing on this series with us today. Holy Spirit, as always, we are asking that you come in and that you take control of this podcast, take control of my voice, lead and guide everything that I say. Let it be under the auspices of your authorization today. And and Father, I pray that it will touch the listener, Lord, wherever they may be at, whatever they may be doing, whatever it is they may be facing, whatever things that they have searched and and they have reached out to you about, God, that you would speak through me today, oh God, be sensitive enough, God. It doesn't matter where anybody may be at, the Holy Spirit, he knows. And Father, I thank you today that we have studied and showed ourselves approved, oh God, a workman that need not be ashamed today. Father, we thank you today and we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Well, we've been uh, talking about here in the series here, we've been talking about the supernatural led life of the born again believer. 
or as the son of God, as sons of God, as the scripture much more accurately tells us, that's, that's what we are. We're actually sons of God. Amen. And we, because we have by birthright been engrafted in because of the blood of Jesus. So we thank God today for that birthright, for that privilege to be in the family of God. You know, the Bible says this in Hebrews. Hebrews is a very interesting book uh, that we have and that, you know, that that the Lord has given to us and that he, you know, that there's so many things that uh, that he uses uh, in the in the uh, scripture is that he is uh, better, excellent, superior, all of these words that the writer of the book of Hebrew uses. But also he tells us how because of the blood of Jesus, we have a much more excellent uh, covenant uh, but actually that that would be probably better translated is because we we're family. So we we just don't have a contractual obligation from God, but we are blood related because of the blood of Jesus. That's why his blood is so important. It ain't just for us to walk around and say, I plead the blood, I plead the blood. It isn't for that. It is the fact that now that we are genetically bonded to the Father, whoo, that glory to God, that we're genetically uh, bonded to him. And if you uh, read and look at some com commentaries, you actually see that talks about the hypostatic union that we are intertwined with with uh, one another or with with the father and the son and the Trinity because of the blood of Jesus. So that union cannot be broken. So it doesn't matter, you know, no matter how much you may want to disown that relative, you really can't. You know, in, in some cultures, you know, you, you I used to watch the old Japanese movies or and stuff or, or Chinese movies. And when somebody did something dishonorable, the father would forsake them. But that meant they turned their back and then they would say, you dishonored me and I'm you are no longer family to me. Well, technically, guess what? Yes, they are. Now, you may have a cold, but guess what? Ain't nothing breaking that genetic code. C-O-D-E is not breaking it, okay? So, yeah, we may think that we can dishonor people. Or we can tell them, bye, Felicia, and do all these other things. But the truth of the matter is you can't get rid of blood. So we have a much more excellent covenant, all right, because of it. And because we're been, we've been born now from above, as the scripture cor uh, correctly uh, interprets it, the actual interpretation there in uh, John 3, and because we've been born from above and now because we have the same genetic code and makeup as Jesus, we qualify now for the spirit of God to descend and to rest in us, not just as it did in the Old Testament to come up up on someone or uh, upon somebody what we would read or is actually come up on to that person now or that God had chosen now we're all chosen we're all we're all chosen and we qualify because of the blood now of Jesus the the Holy Spirit recognizes that he recognizes that signature and knows that it is a safe place to land just as he did in the book of Genesis when Noah uh, would send the bird out and when he he only would come back. He only came back and reported once he found dry land and he rested there. So and it's indicative of the uh, of the Holy Spirit also in our lives that he recognizes when there's peace. He recognizes when there is that same signature of Jesus. And as the Bible says, when he came forth out of the water, the Holy Spirit descended upon and rested and resided in Jesus. Amen. Glory to God, because he knew that that was he. It was a familiar place. He said, "Whoa, this feels just like I'm back in heaven. Hallelujah, except it's here on earth, but it's it's the same coziness I'm used to. So we thank God today that we have the Holy Spirit. So that's what this whole series is about. It's about the supernatural led life of the believer through the Holy Spirit. And we talked about last week, we got over into uh, we came back out of John chapter 10 and then we made our way over into Romans and, and Paul began to uh, talk about some things over here in Romans about how because of what Jesus had done for us that now we were we were 
no longer qualified to be condemned. Okay, and we know he used the word condemnation there. And we know the word condemnation, you know, you think about an old condemned building. That means that it's no longer fit to structurally stand or that it may be a damage or that somebody could get hurt because there's fallen bricks or there may be asbestos in there. Whatever it is, it's the, the city, the city ordinances has deemed that it's no longer able to be there or to stand so therefore it must be demolition or it must be destroyed but he paul says now in christ there now in christ there is therefore no need for us to be destroyed who isn't that good Glory to God. Isn't that something to rejoice about? Because we're in him that we that we're no longer fit to be destroyed. Amen. That that thief, that robber, he legally has no right to be bothering you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, Jesus, all of these things that we're, we're building up to here, we're talking about the life of the believer. And so because of that, again, because of that, we qualify for the Holy Spirit for us to receive our gift. OK, to receive the gift, you know, um, I'm going to put it to you this way. You know, if you you join a membership somewhere and if you go out onto the floor, you go out into the place and somebody see you and then they they start talking to you about all the wonderful benefits of the facility or whatever it is. And then when they ask you, well, did you get your gift? And then they like, uh, no, I really didn't. And then they just they, you know, I don't know if you've ever ran into the same type of people I run into before, but they people get aggressive. They you know, now they can't touch you because of covid. But but uh, people will grab you. And they would they march you right on back up there to the front of that desk and they say hey uh, they they didn't get their gift you need to get your gift baby you know so because it's important and so the holy spirit he is that important he is that important in you and i's life that we need him that we need that gift we need him residing on the inside of us because he is the one that leads us he's the one that's in the earth remember jesus said numerous times john 16 uh, john 16 he said uh remember he, that's the spiritual gospel and he said in that gospel he said look he said that i won't leave you comfortless comfortless i will send the comforter meaning the holy spirit i will send him and he will be me he is me and he's going to reside in you he'll bring all things back to your remembrance glory to god oh the stories i could tell about how he will remind us how he would bring back those things how he's the unction how he's the anointing how he's the one that that is the one that helps us on our path of of salvation in this life that we're living for the lord so he's all of these things and paul begins to say that now therefore there's no condemnation to them which walk not after the flesh but after the spirit so he's talking about this this life now this spiritual life that we have so don't get spooked out you know quit all of this getting sensitive about people using certain words when we use them as as ministers as ascension gifts we know what we saying we understand now some of us do some of us just now some people are just kooky and they ain't really called but those of us that are we understand when we use in these contexts and we gotta use them because it it brings the true a nature of the scripture to life for us and causes faith to arise so we can bring into manifestation in the natural what it is God has spoken to us spiritually. So Paul is saying to those that, that walk not after the flesh, but walk after the spirit, after the spiritual or after the supernatural, after the pneuma, the breath of God. The Holy Spirit is the breath of God. He's the essence of God. You know, that's why Jesus said that those things would not be taken lightly when we when we blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, because he's the essence. He's the one that leads us. He's the one that leads and he's the one that manifests these things in the lives of the born again believer. The one is born from above. So. It's very important that we understand this. So he's telling us, don't live life after your own mindset. You know, it's so many things. And, you know, in the previous series, we kind of dealt and hit on those a little bit about our own ideology. And, you know, your ideology directly is in correlation to your theology. Say it again. Your ideology, what you think in your mind, believe, tend to give your intellect over with it also coincides with your theology. So and if your mind, if you can't ascertain it there, you definitely, your theology, you'll say, well, no, God isn't that way. 
because your theology is the study of God, right? So your mindset cannot get, if it can't get there, well, your theology definitely can't either. So it takes faith. It takes faith is the ram that the believer lives in or the spiritual. The supernatural is where we believe that, right? Jesus said what? He was telling, talking of the sheep. He said that I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. To read that is to say, I've come that they may have the same God kind of life. That is the supernatural life that is superior, above, and quality measure. It is to live as God is living because we've received his genes. So Jesus is saying these things to us because he wants us to realize this is the realm that we live in. We live in a supernatural realm. Well, how can that be? I mean, I'm, I'm flesh and blood. No, you're a spiritual person that resides in a fleshly body. That is how we are. That is what scripture tells us that we are. So understanding these things is very important because this is how we're able to, in faith, believe God and things are manifested to us over the natural. Now, it is not magic, okay? That's not what this is. This is supernatural life in Jesus. And our tender, our, our exchange method with God is faith. And it comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So today we're going to keep going in and we're going to uh, talk about how how we how do we develop this this life that Paul is talking about here. All right. So we're stopping just uh, momentarily. We're stopping here at, at Romans eight and we're going to explore this uh, in the in in our context today what we're going to go over into so we're going to journey a little bit backwards here uh not in the sense of literally going backwards but just in the in the word sake so just to read here i'm i'm grabbing it um out of romans here again just so we can read it and make sure that we understand the context of what we're getting at here today so romans chapter 8 he says here he says there there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for the law of the spirit is life in christ jesus has made me free thank you jesus from the law of sin and death so he's talking about this dual nature that's still going on so we are what spiritual people living in, in a fleshly body so that's where the nature of law of the law of sin and death still resides at but the freedom he's talking about is the freedom in his spirit that we are now made alive because of what jesus has done and not because we're alive you know when you're dead you ain't got no sense of nothing you you're dead so but he's like because now we made alive this law though that's still in us is is at, is still active and now it's at enmity it's fighting against the law of the spirit where where now we have the the freedom the spiritual freedom to actually obey god hear him and obey him so but we got to pull that flesh alone well there's ways we that we develop this you know relationship I was talking with a good brother friend of mine today, Brother Tracy, at my job. He's a minister, and uh, me and him had a, just a great time in the Lord today talking. And you know, we were um, we were we were discussing and we were just saying that you know, um, we we are we're made free in Christ. We're made free in Christ, and you know, but we but but we have God engineered us and built us as people of relationship right so what what happened in genesis when we look at those first couple of chapters god begins to to separate light and darkness and he begins to separate water and land all of these things right and he then he begins to make animals and he made two of every kind and adam started naming things and he's like you know um yeah it looked like everybody got somebody but me and god realized you know what well, yeah i made man for me you know but he needs somebody for him thus he made him a wife a woman woman he said taken from my womb she's a she's part of me so we're we're geared god made us relationship people so but in any type of relationship i don't care what it is partnership business ship uh boyfriend girlfriend 
uh, husband, wife, aunt, uncle, mother, brother, sister, cousin. It does. It doesn't really matter. Not to sound like Grace Jones from, you know, Conan. Who cares whose mother's brother, sister, cousin it was? It's one of my favorite lines out here. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't matter what relationship or what scale of relationship it is on. We're built for relationship. So but every relationship has to be cultivated. It has to be nurtured. It has to be built up. OK, uh, but relationship even that you got with your garden. It, all these things, there's something that has to be deposited, but there's also something then that has to be nurtured, right? So in that, we have to learn to nurture our relationship with the Holy Spirit. He ain't nobody spooky, y'all. He ain't, you know, I know the Holy Ghost, you hear that. I, I won't even lie, I grew up in a college church. I remember when I was younger and, we, and they used to pray, Woo! And they would be in there speaking in tongues and stuff. And then I would hear the Holy Ghost and I would be thinking, it's a ghost in here. And, you know, you young. So, you know, that's 10 where your mind is at. But even as believers, you young in the Lord. But we have to hear about him because his ministry is what is prevalent in the earth. It is who's in the earth now. It is who Jesus sent in, in the earth to take his place while he descended back up into heaven. So we want to get to know him just like the disciples. They were they got to know him. They got to know Jesus personally. That's why pro Peter said, I knew I have a more sure word of prophecy because he like I was with him. So and it's the same way we want to know the Holy Spirit. So we understand when he's speaking to us or when he is what leading us, that we understand that it's him who's leading us. So today we just we're going to be we're going to get over said all of that so we could get over into our text today. We're going to be looking over at Joshua chapter number three. And I know you're going to be like, well, where, how could you go back into the Old Testament? So as born as as believers, remember, the Bible says, well, we have a much more excellent covenant than they talking about Israelite, talking about Hebrews. So we because we're born again and because we're born from above, we now when we look at all of Scripture, the Bible says what in Psalms and in Revelation, he says, lo, I come in the volume of the book. Ooh, you know, it's some scriptures, y'all. It's some scriptures just the way they sounded in the King James. They just make me pumped. They just they just make me feel like Goku. They just make me feel like I could level up to, to level 90,000. I'm telling you. And when I hear things like that, I was like, lo, I'm written in the volume of the book. What Jesus is saying is when you look at me from the beginning to the end, I'm it. I'm the word. I'm the Logos. I'm the Alpha and Omega. So what born again eyes and with the help of the Holy Spirit illuminate and we can see him even in the Old Testament. We can see him and his plan for redemption all out through there, but also how he speaks to us still today. So let's look at this. Let's get over into Joshua chapter number three. And some of you may have heard this preach before, um, you know, by a pastor, an evangelist or somebody coming to town. But I want to we want to talk about it, though, about the life of, of of the believer being led by the spirit, because that's what's important. That's where we're at. That's what we have to understand is that it is the Holy Spirit who's leading us. So look, so Israel, so Joshua, Joshua has been called now to lead the children of Israel over into the promised land, right? Moses has died and and uh, God took him out because he struck the rock. He disobeyed. So God was like, guess what? Look at it. See it. I did not lie to you. But guess what? You're not entering into it, Moses. So come on up this mountain, take your ale and die. And then I'm hide your body and they're not going to be able to do to worship you and all this other stuff because it's me that they serving. OK, so God made it where they couldn't find him. But then he came unto uh, to Joshua. And I want you to listen to this very closely. He said, be thou courageous. If thou will only be thou courageous. He was like that. You will eat the good of the land. Understand that. Now, listen to this direct correlation back to John 10, our foundation uh, text of, of the supernatural led life. Remember what he said. He said that my sheep knows my phonics, knows my voice, knows, knows my call when I make it to them. 
And because they know they call, they can come in to me because I am the door. And because they can come into the door, they will find pasture. Remember, we looked at that word there in the Greek, and it means to have growth or increase. God tells Joshua, if you only be thou strong and courageous. What is he saying? God is basically saying, if you if you trust in me and what I'm telling you and be courageous in what I'm saying, not in your own ability he said you will eat the good of the land come on come on god ain't schizophrenic y'all he don't write one thing thousands and thousands of years ago and then say something different that is not the god that we serve the bible does not contradict itself and i'm not pulling this out of thin air this is what the scripture says so he tells him as he anoints him and he says be thou strong and courageous he said you'll eat the good of the land so god calls them so they now they're standing at the jordan and the jordan is a nasty river y'all it was unclean it was dirty a lot of a lot a lot of dirt in it just a nasty river but the river kept on moving and now they're here at this dirty river Okay, and now that they they're being called to do something because they have to get over into the promised land. So they got across this water and the Bible says here we pick up in Joshua chapter number three, verse number one. Okay, and it says here and Joshua rose early in the morning and they removed from uh, uh, and they removed the Shittim and came to Jordan. That's wood that, that they're talking about is Shittim wood. And it says here to the Jordan and he and all of the children of Israel lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your places and go after it. Yet there should be a space between thee, between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. So so the word of the Lord is coming unto them and in his very clear instruction, right? Because they they never been where they at before. Now they're done wondering. Now they're 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 literally at the foot door of the of the promised land of the land that God had sworn unto their father Abraham and they're getting ready to possess it but what do they do there's some very key things that we can take out of here into our approach and our relationship with the Holy Spirit and and understanding how to be supernaturally led you know uh, it says here first of all is that they remove the 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 wood okay they remove the beam they remove the thing that will cause them to stumble to not to not be able to go forward correctly okay so we got to learn to get rid of obstructions we got to learn to get rid of obstructions and mindsets that hold us and hinder us from being able to hear clearly from God okay so that could start off even being with just even our understanding of the holy spirit and just Things, the kooky things people have said about him over the years, the decades, the millennia, and understand what the scripture says and begin to build ourselves up after what the actual scripture says. You know, my mom, she got filled uh, with the Holy Ghost reading Kenneth Hagin's book. That's how she got filled. She got filled reading a book that Kenneth Hagin used scripture to exhort about the Holy Spirit. And before she knew it, she was just bam, the Holy Spirit had descended on her. And I heard her speaking in tongues. I was downstairs and she was upstairs in her in her prayer time. And she and she hear and she heard the Holy Spirit. And you know what? She came downstairs and touched my head and I took fire. And the Holy Spirit descended on me and I started speaking in tongues. And, and and so it ha that's that is how we have to do things. We have to build ourselves up in the areas that are weak. So he told them first, he said, get rid of the, the obstruction. So they removed it. And then what did they do next? They waited. They waited on instruction. They waited. And we got to learn that. We got to learn sometimes to wait. You know, we live in a culture now. Everybody wants to be so witty. Everybody want to hit 
want everybody wants to hit one liners uh, so bad. Everybody, everybody wants to do that. And, you know, we have to be very, very uh, cautious. We have to be very, very cautious of that stuff that we that we are not um, that we are not, uh, you know, um, doing things to rush our relationship with the Lord. We don't want to we don't want to rush and we don't want to rush when he speaks to us. Uh, we want to make sure that we're taking our time. And with that, the Lord, the Lord will speak to us. And so the instructions came. The instructions came to uh to uh, Joshua and he begins to give instruct clear instructions to to the Lord. Uh, the Lord began to give uh, clear instructions to them as to what it is that they were supposed to do. So and the instructions are very unique. And I love what he ends and he tell them, first of all, keep your distance. OK, keep your distance between the ark. So the ark was the physical representation of the presence of God. And, and, and you know, as you know, you can go back and, and read the Torah, the first five books of the uh, Old Testament, and you'll begin to understand how God set and he established these things uh, for them and that he gave and that he gave them clear, uh, 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 clear instruction and that he said to them that we are to keep our distance from it and that with this distance that he will lead us he said because you don't know where you're going okay but my presence my my physical presence will guide you but you got to keep your distance so you got to keep your eyes I, I want you to stay far enough back to where you can see me and where you can keep your eyes on me okay so God want us to keep our eyes on him Hallelujah. He want us to keep our eyes on him and he want us to, to wait, learn to wait and not rush out of his presence. So they waited until he spoke and he told Joshua and he said, look, you, you, you haven't been this way before. So you're going to have to rely on me. And, you know, right now we're in a point in our lives. We need that. We, we have to rely on the Lord. We don't have any choice but to rely on him and we need him. We have we have to have him because we don't know where we going. We don't know how things are going to pan out because we haven't lived this life before. So we need a guide. We need somebody who knows we need somebody who can help and instruct. It's the Holy Spirit. And, you know, when I was when I was reading and I was meditating on this and I was wondering, I was like, well, where how where was Joshua getting this from? Where was he getting this ability to be able to know, discern the voice of God? And, you know, I want you to notice something too. what it took. It took leaders to help carry the presence of God. I'm gonna let that sink in. You know, so many people don't want to listen to pastors. They don't want to listen to apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers because they know it all or because they feel like they, they themselves are literally the church, but that this scripture contradicts that. So I'm sorry. So we got to tear that down. Okay. We got to get that out. We got to get that mindset out of us and understand and understand that it is the presence that we need leaders in order to facilitate facilitate the presence of God. So we know how to listen to the Holy Spirit for our own individual lives. You know, maybe we would have had maybe we would have actually had that raise had we just been learned to be quiet. Maybe we would have had that promotion had we would have we would have sought the Lord and waited on him. He would have instructed us on how to do that PowerPoint correctly or how to do that task correctly or he wouldn't or a relationship that actually had worth maybe could have been salvaged had we prayed and we let the Lord lead us. So it's all of these things is all of these things. What I'm getting at is that how our lives are dramatically super above in measure and quality and supernatural when we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. But, you know, Joshua, he didn't he didn't get here on his own overnight. He didn't, you know, as I was meditating on it, the Lord took me back and I, he said, he said, go back and see where, he, where, where, where he got this from. So over in Exodus, uh, chapter number 33 and verse number 11 and the, well, let's, let's back up here a little bit. 
So God has given Israel some some orders to get ready to de, uh, to depart uh, from the place where they're at. And the Bible, let's take up here in, in, in Exodus 33 and verse number eight. And it read here and it says, and it came to pass that when Moses went out unto the tabernacle, that all of the people rose up and stood every man at the door at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. What a sight. And it says here, and the Bible says here in verse number nine, and it came to pass that as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. And all of the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door, and all of the people rose up and worshiped every man in his tent door. And then the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp. But his servant, Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not from the tabernacle. My God, there is there are so many types and shadows in that word. I'm just not even going to deal with it for the sake of the topic that we're on. So the the the. The, the Ark of the Covenant is in the, the physical, tangible presence of God is in the tabernacle. God by day, remember, led them by a pillar by day and fire by night. So they're seeing this supernatural pillar of a cloud pillar in their midst. And they knew that that was the presence of the Lord because they couldn't look on them. But it, they were told every man was told to stand at his own door. Okay. Uh, that oh god they they were told to stand there right and they watched as moses walked through the camp and he would make his way to the presence of god and god began to bible says that he began to speak with moses as his friend come on y'all a friend is somebody you can trust and look how jesus puts it in the new testament jesus said now if you're my friend you do what i say <laughs> so Jesus got some God got some strict tip uh, stipulations here as to how we can develop a relationship with him but it's something very interesting so as they stood now look at what the Bible says now every man was at their door but Joshua was by the tabernacle and he listened in to the conversations God and Moses had because he wanted that. He wanted to develop that for himself. See, there has to be something on the inside of each and every one of us as a born from above son that we want what it is that Jesus had. That we want to be able to further our relationship with him just as he had. And you know what it takes? It takes looking at somebody who has gone before us and that has been instructed in that same way. And we learn and we glean from it. So Joshua, he began to glean from Moses relationship with God. And he and the Bible says, and he lingered there. Come on. See, everybody is so quick. They always they always watch and they watch. They always watch it and looking to see, well, when is this going to be over with? I mean, when are they going to be done praying? I mean, when are they going to be done taking communion? When is he going to be done? He like on his 18 closing. See, little flesh creature. That's why you haven't gotten it now. That's exactly why you haven't you haven't been able to enter and go in and out of green pasture. Why you haven't been able to find that place where God can nurture you and and perform the things in, in, in your life like you need to. That's exactly why, because you're trying to rush the presence of God. So God. He wants to lead us and he wants us to he wants to develop that relationship with us and but we got to have an inward desire like Joshua did but more importantly just as Jesus did to learn to wait for the father to wait for him to speak to give clear instruction and you know what we talked last week we talked about knowing about about our seamer our knower uh, so many different phrases, seamer, knower, but the Bible talks about him and Peter about the inward man, the hidden man of the heart. That's your born again human spirit, that your born again human spirit knows when the Holy Spirit is speaking to him. 
when he's talking and we know it in the way of peace. We know it by that settling, that settling that's in our spirit where we begin and we know that it's him speaking to us, that it's him leading us and telling us, you know what, just just hold on for a minute. Don't don't be so quick to send that email. Don't be so quick to to send that text. Don't be don't be so fast to just put up a post and, and always looking at everything and and got to have a rebuttal for everything. Just hold on for a second. Just don't do it. Just wait. Just just wait and let me and let me just let me deal with that, okay? So that's that's the Holy Spirit speaking to us. That's him. And we know it and we and that settling that we feel on the inside of us, that's the spirit of God letting us know that's me. He gives us that peace and Joshua began to understand that. So he didn't know I'm pretty sure he didn't know that uh, at the time and neither did Moses because he was just obeying God every single day, not trying to get ahead of him. As the scripture says there in Joshua chapter three, it said just to stay back because you don't know where you're going. So, no, you know, bad things happen when we try to get ahead of God. Bad things happen. They all they don't never pan out right because guess what? You don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Therefore, we got to wait for him. We got to learn to wait on him because he's our supply. He's the one that's going to make it happen for us. Not we ourselves. All he is telling us to do is to be full of faith. That's all. That's all he's commissioning us to do. And to be thou strong and courageous in what he has said. That ain't nothing but a phrase for us, but to have faith in what it is that he's instructed us to do. So what has he said to you? What have you been feeling that the Lord has been speaking to you in your inner man? And I, I'm using feeling because it, it, it doesn't properly denotes, but it's the only way and only thing we can we can say in our vernacular that will help us identify his leading, the unction that he gives us so that we feel, you know, down in our belly. It ain't it ain't your guts. It ain't your it ain't that you having a bowel movement or anything like that. It is that is the inner witness, your spiritual man letting you know this is peace or he'll say that ain't peace. Now, this I don't feel settled on. So when you don't feel settled on some, you need to wait until you do. And I remember uh, Sister Nancy, I remember Sister Nancy, um, she would tell us uh, in intercessory prayer along with my godmother who will remain nameless, who I can't um, say her name. Um, <laughs> she would, they would instruct us and tell us. And I remember, I remember asking her about the prophetic gifts. And I'm like, how do I know? when to say it how do I know because it felt like it just it just want to bubble up and I just want she said well do you just use something she said and she made me think uh, sister Nancy made me think about a water cooler and she said well when it's gurgling she said that ain't the time because you go you it's the air is coming up and it's trying to make room for the water to come out and so with that she said you want to wait until it settles and then when you settle then you release it Cause see, sometimes guess what? We won't have it all, and you get out there and then you start making stuff up, and now, so now it's lost its power and its effectiveness because you and I are involved. But when it's all Him and we settle and we wait and we get done for what all that it is that He has have have for us to say or that He's instructing us to do by the unction, then we can proceed and go forward. And the Bible says that, you know, that they crossed the river that day that they went over Jordan, they went over to the other side, huh, into the land that was flowing with milk and honey. And they were to take down the city Jericho. That was the stronghold that they needed to bring down. But guess what? They wouldn't have been able to get their shout and their praise on had they tried to overdo God. If they tried to overtake him and say, oh, well, we know. Well, I mean, we just know that this is just where we, where we need to go. But he was like, no. And the Bible says this. The Bible says Joshua was a young man. Now, you got to understand something with the Bible, okay? 
that does not mean that he was like 18 or he was a, a 23 year old he was in his 40s and the bible says he was a young man so guess what i'm what i'm trying to say is he had not arrived he did not know it all and he knew it so that's why the bible tells us that you know what let any man if he need wisdom let him ask of god and god will give it to us without measure he will not put a limit on it he will not try to bridle it he won't hold back god will unleash it because we're coming to him and what we're telling him is that guess what I don't know, God. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to go about performing this project. I don't know how to bring this thing to a completion. Look, let me tell you something. As I'm getting ready to close, as you know, here by the music. I I remember I was given a project to do um, about my first year into uh, being hired on uh, to the company that I work for now. And I remember with that, I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, they wanted me to be some type of project manager. And I was like, I have no clue on how to run a project. So I asked other people and all they could do was just like, hey, you can try this, this and that. But all they could do was give me things to try. So guess what I did? I remember something that Alice V. Johnson, I remember something that she taught me. She said, Stephen. She said, the Holy Spirit, Oof, God, I feel your presence. He said, she told me, she said, remember, she said, he is always with you. He is always with you and you can ask him. And she gave me scripture in Psalms and in first John. And she would tell me, she would remind me. She said, remember, David said that you have made me wiser than my instructors. So guess what? The Holy Spirit, he knows. And I'm telling y'all what, I knocked that project out of the park because I relied on the Holy Spirit. He began to show me how to go about uh, making high level diagrams and flow charts and and policies and procedures and things that I did not even know. I'm a hardware person by by technical. And so, you know, getting into the software aspect was different for me. But guess what? I relied on him. I relied on him, on the helper, on the paraclete. And he began to lead me. He began to guide me and give me the instruction that I needed in order to bring the project to pass. So what am I saying? I'm saying that we got to rely on him. We got to get out of the flesh we got to get out of this mentality of this uh, microwave stuff and this jiffy popcorn uh, uh, deal that we have going on in our minds of thinking that, uh, yeah, he, he'll just he's going to microwave it and do it overnight. Now, when we first get saved, uh, he will. He'll he'll speak to us. He'll speak to us relatively fast and uh, he'll let us know and he'll tell us things, you know, very quickly because God wants to build our trust. But as we get older, as we go through life, we begin to to understand that, you know, he'll he'll wait a little bit longer to for us to to see how we will, how we respond, how we will continue to trust in him and how we'll continue to obey what it is. The last thing that he told us to do. So if the last thing he told us to do is wait, then all we got to do simply do is is wait. And but if we if we don't. If we try to overstep them, then we got to wait and start the process all over again. And we have to learn to understand that we got to wait on him. We got to wait on us, y'all. It ain't going to, it's just that until he speak, until he settles, until we feel in our knower that peace. Okay, I can get up. He's giving me instruction. I need to do thus and so. I need to go speak with this person. I need to go pray with this person. I need to go release this word to this person. That's all God wants us to do. It is so he can be glorified. And so we can be able to experience the abundant of abundance of life that he has for us. So Paul said, but because there is, y'all thought I lost it. Y'all thought I wasn't going to come back to it. But because Paul said, but because there's another 
member, another another nature that's at work in us, talking about in the flesh, the law of sin and death. He's constantly wrestling. That flesh is like, I don't want to stay here over really, really over five minutes and pray. But your spirit man is like, I love to pray. I long and I yearn to pray. And then your mind kick in because it's been renewed, that sanctified imagination. He begins to pull back scripture and begins to say, well, I cast down imagination in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And I'm going to put my flesh, this carnal thing, under submission because I need to stay here until God speaks to me. So we need to stay until he speaks to us. We cannot allow this other nature that is in work in us but we gotta we have to bring it into submission see it's something about when you increase it's something about when you increase and you grow and how you gain strength and as we gain strength us uh, in the supernatural or spiritually we are able then to bring our flesh under subjection that lawless thing that that is at work that's constantly butting heads with us or saying mm, you know what i'm hungry i'm hungry i'm ready to get home to that roast of them pig feet and chitlins and greens and stuff when god said no bring it under submission because if you don't then you're gonna then it's going then you're gonna then the enemy is gonna have a right to try to bring you into condemnation and say see they're not fit see they 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 don't believe you they don't trust you but god has made a way for us with the holy spirit to be able to be led of him so you know with that today i want to leave that today go back and study that out and let's let's practice waiting in his presence today because you haven't been this way before but he'll lead you. Let's pray. Father, today in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you and I praise you today. God, you are so good and so awesome. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for being in us. Thank you so much for being in the earth. Thank you today for the subtle ways that you lead us and that you guide us and forgive us for every place where we've overstepped you, where we didn't understand that you were leading us and that you were trying to guide us and give us peace in areas and we overrode you because we thought we knew the way. But Father, we repent today and we ask that you would restore us, Father. And God, lead us and try us again, God, that you may be pleased with us and that you can find faith in our lives. Father, touch them that are listening today and let them know, God, that they're not condemned because guess what? Your word says, Lord, that perfect love casts out all fear. Father, we thank you and we praise you today. And we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. I pray that you've been blessed today. I pray that your, the rest of your week and your weekend will go by well. And that you will practice waiting in the presence of God. And remember, we love you today with the love of the Lord. And we cannot wait to speak with you again. God bless you. podcast discusses new creation reality teachings based off of the word of God. New episodes are uploaded every Thursday on every major podcast platform, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you are listening via PC only, you can find us on Anchor FM. We also do a live recording on our Facebook page, Saw Out Ministries, every third Saturday. If you are looking for additional content, please find us on YouTube under Sought Out Ministries for your viewing pleasure. Share us, like us, follow us, leave us feedback, let us know how this podcast is blessing and impacting your life. It is our sincere desire that you are blessed by the word.